Well, hello there. Sorry, I was, um, I just got a zombie army trilogy. Mm-hmm. I was right at the end of a chapter and I had kept dying. I'm like, <sighs> I wanted to get that done. I knew I was right at the end. So for the listeners, good, that wouldn't matter, but. Gave me plenty of time to pull up some stuff for random news. So. Yeah, it's been different this week. I don't know. It hasn't been too crazy. Um, There are some important updates, some other small things. I have something, something funny that I don't believe for a second. Oh, all right. What's that? So have you read this story? that um I'm I'm blanking Lou Gallows mm-hmm. was told that he was going to be the third brother of destruction before WrestleMania 23 I I no I've not seen that story His quote is they told me I was going to be the third brother of destruction in developmental um, at first they told me I was going to come out at WrestleMania 23. It ended up being the boogeyman, but I was going to be the third brother. I'm the heir to the big man throne. Shit, I'll be a millionaire this time next year. I have no idea where all that came from. I do. His own brain. I don't think that's... I think that's just a crock. I don't think that's real. Uh, first time I've heard of it. I cannot confirm nor deny. It just seems so out there. It really does seem a bit out there, but for, I don't know, for at that time period, creative was a little bit crazy, but I don't know if they would have really had a third brother. I don't, that's, uh, you don't need it. They don't. It wasn't, it definitely wasn't lacking. For how scarcely the were used like as a duo yeah yeah and when you look at it from the storyline perspective it was uh, Undertaker had a brother and now it's coming to light and if you add a, another brother to that that just stretches it beyond real belief honestly so I did a little bit of digging as we were talking about this. And um, so, yeah, no, this is a genuine thing that was said. Okay. Oh, uh, no. This was, are you talking yeah. about the thing that I'm saying? or uh, The whole uh, Luke Gallows being told to be the third brother of destruction. Yeah, no, this is, this is legit. legit. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought you meant you had something else. My oh, mind. no, this is a legit story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. WWE filed a food trademark for Smackadillas. Seen that one? Absolutely I, seen that one. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Uh, so, I'm, I've been scrolling through Facebook the past couple of days, just kind of just going off for about a couple minutes. And I've seen a, the rules of uh, choose your, 
a control your narrative uh, meme, and I don't, I can't find the meme, but like this, uh, the actual rules were uh, announced on March sixteenth. And oh, I've been reading some of these rules. I'm like, okay, no super kicks, no uh, hill pay suicidas, no Canadian destroyers. Yeah. I, I mean, really, other than the moves, there's nothing in that list that really has to be said. A lot of it's backstage stuff. Yeah. So, let me find that list real quick. I have it pulled up. First rule, you are in control. Second rule, you are in control. Third rule, fight ends when you tap out, get knocked out, can't stand or quit. Sanctioned matches can end via pinfall. Now, so that, those two I'm okay with because that at least distinguishes it. If you want to have a match, that's one thing. If you want to have what I would call a, a, a gimmick match, but have it be like a fight, mm-hmm. there you go. Because then it, you'd have hopefully better executed, but something like a raw underground. Yeah, the fourth rule. Standard, quote-unquote, professional wrestling Uh rules apply for sanctioned matches. Chaos ensues in the project pit. That last sentence doesn't make sense to me. I don't know what that means. About chaos ensues in the project pit. But that That's whatever. I already read off the fifth rule. No super kicks, no two-way suicidas, no Canadian destroyers. Uh, sixth rule, the fight isn't with your opponent, it's with yourself. Um, what do you need your opponent for? Seventh rule, fights will go on as long as they have to. Sanctioned matches hit their times. Which I think is just a weird way of saying there's a time limit on matches, but if it's a fight, go until you kill each other. Something like that. Eighth rule, if you want to hashtag control your narrative, you have to fight. Well. Those are the eight rules. This, I wish this I would have saved like a middle school <laughs> mock-up of a of a wrestling company, and I don't mean that to be rude. It's just the way it comes off. Truthfully, I want to see if I can find the the meme, but like, yeah, that 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 entire um, oh, I wish I would have really saved them because it was genuine genuinely funny and without the context of like what the actual rules are now knowing the context is even funnier I don't know if it's real or if it was um, edited but uh, I saw that Adam Scher came out to enter Sandman which is like the epitome of grade school if I was going to come out to a song, it'd be this one. I don't know. I can't find it. It's whatever. If I find a meme later, I will share it in the group chat because it's funny. Um, Please do. If I find it again. Uh, other um, random bits. Um, so... I remember as soon as uh, we ended recording uh, last week, because uh, that was when it was announced that Tony Storm was launching an OnlyFans account. Yes. So, 
Um, I seen this and I was like, I have to say it. I have to bring this up. So, um, Tony Storm's account went live on March 20th. And within six hours, she has already made well over 20,000 bucks. And that's within six hours. It's been way longer now. Yeah. Her but first... let me just tell you, <laughs> from everything that I have heard, because I don't, I don't buy yeah. everything I've heard from people. It's the same stuff you get on Instagram. It's more of it, but it's the same stuff you get on Instagram. So I don't get it. I don't know. Uh, for those that are interested, it, she is charging uh, 20 bucks per month for a subscription. That that that's just something I thought was funny to bring up with with the context provided. I am just gonna say, not my cup of tea. I collect action figures and cards, and that's weird to a lot of people. So I'm not gonna judge. Um, uh, things that Kenny Omega has recovered. Um, he's recovering from surgery. He has no time for um, uh, his return. Interesting. Um, on the talks of injuries, uh, Big E provided an update uh, on his broken neck. Uh, scans revealed he fractured a C1 and C6 vertebrae. Man is lucky to be alive. That's interesting that it's like two different vertebrae that are five apart and none of the other ones seem to be impacted. Yeah. He will not require surgery and did not suffer any damage to his spinal cord. Thank God. Yes. As well as he has returned home from the hospital. Which is good. Very good. good. I do uh, have one thing here that I want to mention because I have a feeling I know what's coming from it. All right. So... You know Cesaro is no longer with WWE. Yep. He his real name's Claudio Castagnoli, and mm-hmm. he filed trademarks for the term CSRO. Yeah, and indeed he did. The trademark is for hats, shirts, socks, sweatshirts, hooded sweatshirts, coffee, coffee beans, coffee drinks, ground coffee, ground coffee beans, entertainment in the nature of wrestling contests entertainment services, namely wrestling exhibits and performances by a professional wrestler and entertainer. Uh, Let me just skim this because it seems like the same thing. Pretty much entertainment. So what I'm thinking is going to happen is he is not going to come back to wrestling, at least right now. He is going to probably launch his own coffee thing. Oh, 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 you know what I see now? What's that? I mentioned Smackadillos, and I have found why they did that. Wait, was was a Netflix thing? No. No? Something else? Yeah, it was a food patent. Nick? 
Nick, I think you cut out. Yeah, you did. You cut out. Oh, I heard something. Okay. Yeah, that was my. Uh, while you're doing that, um, so I can confirm as of March 18th, uh, Cody Rhodes did indeed sign with WWE. I've heard both ways, man. I I saw that story. I saw other stories from credible sources. And I'm, I'm not gonna you. I'm not gonna t- talk about any sort of reported matches because I'm spoiled. But if you've been watching it, you may have already been spoiled. But we never know when he might debut. So just a rumor mill. I am guessing Monday. Um. But I am not sure. Yeah. Um. So, I have, anyways, with that. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry, I, I figured that out. It was a phone call. But um, as far as Smackadillas, it is going to be a limited time online only restaurant that will deliver food exclusively to the Dallas area during WrestleMania weekend. Ah. That menu okay. has five different quesadillas. Do you want to hear them? Sure. Get the spicy superstar, which has spicy right. serrano pepper, onion and pickled jalapeno relish, avocado, chihuahua cheese, pepper jack cheese with a side of poblano queso. What the hell is... I got to look this up. Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Chihuahua cheese. Uh, is it a the moment, the moment you said it, I started chuckling. That I did not know that was some cheese. In Mexico, queso chihuahua is commonly recognized as a soft white cheese. Okay, so it's cheese. There's nothing like... Okay. Uh, the Cheesy Chicken Champion. Cheesy Chicken yeah. Champion. I love okay. these names so far. Again, has chihuahua cheese. Other than that, it's it's a chicken quesadilla with avocado. The mm. onion crumble. Ooh, that actually that actually sounds good. Caramelized onions, crispy onion rings, Swiss cheese with a side of sour cream and onion. So it's basically a, a toasted onion taco. Mm. Interesting. Chicken versus ranch, which is. The same thing as the Cheesy Chicken Champion, except with ranch and bacon. Uh, the Powerbomb Pizza, which is which comes with cheese sticks, Chihuahua cheese again, cherry tomatoes, pepperoni, and marinara. Hmm. Interesting. The menu also features side items like figure four fries, champion cheese sticks, and macho mac and cheese, and some desserts. I'll be interested to see like how much money they make on that because that's stuff like that. New ventures interests me. That is quite interesting. I love some of those names though. Oh, yeah, are pretty good. Um, I got two more things before uh, we move on. Um, March eighteenth, uh, JJ uh, McGuire. Half of the WWE slash WCW music writing duo with uh, Jimmy Hart passed away at the age of 68. Hmm. Um, with the Jimmy Hart, he created theme songs for Brett, 
the Hitman Hart, uh, Ted Million Dollar Man, Debbie DiBiase, Demolition, Honky Tonk Man, Dusty Rhodes, and Shawn Michaels, as well as a myriad of other WCW themes. Hmm. Uh, a legend in uh, the thing where we most know for entrances, which is very vital. We're not out outside of just appearances for a wrestler is their theme. So hmm. rest in peace to JJ McGuire. Yes. And my last thing is that there are 14 um, new class of recruits to the Performance Center. Um, I'm trying to find um, which, which was the, there's a couple ones that are, are very interesting. Um, I'll just go off the list. So we got uh, Teresa Schusler who debuted on NXT 2.0 as a fallen Henley. Um, she competed in Indy circuit under name of Tasha Price. Okay. Then we have Kayla Inlay. Um, she's already got a name for herself on uh, NXT 2.0 and NXT Level Up. Former uh, collegiate dancer and cheerleader who was trained by Tyler Breeze. Interesting. Uh, then we had um, Joseph. Uh, I'm gonna mess up his name. Uh, Skullthorpe. Skull, um, NCAA All Conference offensive lineman at NC State. Uh, he was a high school state heavyweight champion. Hmm. Then we got uh, Maddie uh, Nisley. Six-time state champion in vault. Uh, trained in competitive gymnastics for 11 years. And she competed in the um, Indies as Nikita Knight. Interesting. We have Kalex Hampton, um, former athlete uh, from the University of Oregon. Competed under the school's acrobatics and tumbling team. Earned NCATA individ, Individual Event National Championship honors. A lot to say. Um, then we have Mitchell Lavelli. I think that's how you say it. Um, went under the independent... Uh, in the Indies, he was under the, the moniker Mother Lover, Jake Pucker. Trained by uh, Kane, Natalia, Tyson Kidd, and Dr. Tom Pritchard. That is a lengthy list. He has a lengthy list. If he sucks after getting trained by all of them, he he sucks. Uh, He won the 2014 WWE Show Us Your Superstar Contest when he was 19. Interesting. Um... Then we got uh, Bianca Corelli, the daughter of uh, Santino Morella. I did see something about her. It yep. Was that's, yeah. That's, that's a big name. Um, 
Cole McKinney. Um, I'm just trying to read to see what uh, he went by the ring name of Cole Carter on the Indies. Um, must be a white. Uh, he's been honing his craft for a year and a half, and I don't see anything like big outside of uh, foregoing wrestling offers from multiple DI universities. Uh, so then we got David uh, Bastian of Wilmington, North Carolina, the folk style wrestler for 16 years while simultaneously training as a powerlifter. So this, uh, this man, just, just to put some more onto this as to how this is impressive, he's 23 years old. Been a folk style wrestler for 16 years. Interesting. Then we got uh, Gabe, Gabe Y. Gabe Y, Gabe Y, I'm sorry if I butcher your name. Um, from Corvallis, Oregon, I believe. Um, he was a DI rugby player at Lindenwood University. Uh, he was an Army reservist. And he was projected to draft, be drafted to the professional rugby league. I have one, two, three, four more names to list off. Uh, Carla Gonzalez uh, from Pasadena, Texas, also known as Rock C after graduating from Booker T's Reality of Wrestling School, as the youngest ROW Diamonds champion. Then we have, oh boy, Namdi Oguayo. Um, what is the uh, uh, state that has MD? Yeah, Maryland. Uh, Beltsville, Maryland. Um, played four years on a defensive line for Washington State University. Um, then we have Edwin Grand. Uh, he was an offensive lineman at uh, University of Idaho and Monterey Peninsula College. He's an Oakland, California native. Also played for the Houston Blues football team during the 2020 Spring League. And last but certainly not least, we have Amelia Hare. Uh, she's an 18-year-old criminal justice major out of West Chester, West Chester is that PA is Pennsylvania? Yes. Okay. Uh, she's got two years of Taekwondo and is also competed in the Indies as the Notorious Mimi. <laughs> For those that want to look her up is M-I-M-I. Oh, Mimi. I thought you said Mimi. Oh no, Mimi. <laughs> Why well, I laughed? It's like what kind of name is whatever. Yeah, it's M I M I. I should specify that before you try to find uh, her if you are want to look down the rabbit hole. That's all I got for um, news and updates. The only two things I have. So I went looking for figures today mm -hmm. and 
at Target, I saw AEW Unmatched Series 3, which, if you don't know, is the Dark Order set. Uh, they only had Evil Uno and John Silver, but just know that those are hitting stores. And they do have a pack of three upper deck cards that are exclusive to those figures. They are a yellow parallel, sharp looking cards. Um, and the. Yes, the chase figures you're looking for out of those are Brody Lee and Anna Jay. So if you're looking for the chases, that's those are the two you're looking for. Uh, and if you remember, I think it was last week, I mentioned that there is a red-suited parallel Cody Rhodes LJN figure. It looks like that's a Walmart exclusive. And I ran into at my Walmart today. So if you're looking for those, they have dropped in price. They were worth, I think at their peak, 140 bucks. Now they're down to about 40 bucks plus shipping if you have to go second market. Or if you're lucky enough to find them retail, whatever they have them for retail. I believe it's 21-something. So those are also hitting stores, and it looks like it's a Walmart exclusive. That is everything I have for cards and collectibles. All right. We have nothing further. Shall we go through uh, this week in wrestling. Let's start it off with Raw. The Raw that yeah. I watched all the way through. In Raw, order you watched nothing to happen. All... Yeah, not much happened. Um, so, feel bad for Kevin Owens here because he started off the show uh, with a promo essentially talking about Stone Cold. Um, he started off by saying, hey, yo, as an homage to Scott Hall. Unfortunately, as he was talking in his promo, that's when we got the news that Skull Hall passed away. Um, yeah, I don't think there's very much to say other than I feel bad for Kevin Owens and also rest in peace to Skull Hall once more. Yeah, I, I don't think I really feel bad for him. I mean, it's something that, I don't think like impacts his, not that it matters, but it, I don't think it's something that's going to impact him. In yeah, that it definitely, he was trying to get a reaction on the crowd, but the crowd was caring more about Scott Hall's life. As they should. Yes, as they should. I mean, he tried his best to get a reaction from the crowd, but uh, you can only do so much. Yeah. It's, the focus should be on him. It shouldn't be on Kev. Yeah. Um, following that, we had Finn Bauer versus Damian Priest. That was a um, decent, decent matchup. Yeah. Decent match. Um, believe Damian Priest won it. Uh, yes. Because yeah. I remember texting my dad and being like, that's a great way to, you know, validate your new champion. Your, your new champion is to have him lose clean in a short match. To the short old. non-title match. Uh, I, yeah, I remember. Because when he, um, 
when he won it, I was like, oh, shit, did he just win the title? And I, I looked, and no, he didn't, so. Then we had, um, I'm sure a match you did not care about, Omos versus Commander Aziz. You know what? It intrigued me. Only because of Aziz. I wanted to see what would happen. But I'm sure not much really happened other than Omos getting pushed. Yeah, that's that's about right. <laughs> I was like, how'd I know? Yep. Then we have Liv Morgan versus Queen Zelina for the hundredth time. And guess um, what? Ripley's in another tag team with Liv Morgan. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Ugh. I, I like both these two women. I should be happy that um, they're teaming together, but I'm not because I see them as main event stars, not this freaking tag team for this lackluster women's tag division. Not blaming the women at all, but it's just the freaking creative that they have going for. There's no story. None of these teams make really any sense. Yeah, I mean, looking at, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down this rabbit hole. Let's let's do this. All right, let's do it. What we're working with here, and in, in in scope of everything, what we're working with. So, uh, we got new, new newly, Rhea Ripley and with Morgan. Uh, Zelina Vega and Carmella. Um, we got, I think, Nikki and Dewdrop. We got Sasha and Naomi. I'm talking um, just in terms of, of individual people we have. Oh. All right, so obviously we have the champions. We have Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Zelina, Carmella, mm-hmm. Dana Brooks, 24-7 champion. Oh, yeah, um, I don't want to be reminded of that. Of that story, too. Holy crap. So, we've completely lost, so far, a storyline with Alexa Bliss. Yeah, what happened to that? My opinion, and I think they butchered this whole possibility with doing the therapy segments, but I think since Bray is apparently gone from WWE, have her revert back to old Alexa Bliss, the goddess, all that stuff. And have right. people be like, uh, what happened? And just have her be like, what do you mean? And just kind of have it be like a, she was under his spell and now it's broken. She doesn't remember any of it. But, you know, shot that in the foot. Yeah, that 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 would have been the easiest way to go about it, you know. It also would have been classic WWE. They would like, what, what do you mean? We don't know this person. Right? Why easiest, is he busy? Easiest would have played into the storyline. It gives Alexa a chance to shake it up again. And even if she no, wants to change something from the goddess thing and just be yeah. like Alexa Bliss, but also not this this Alexa Bliss. They want to sell Lily dolls. That's really it. Apparently. Uh, we have Aaliyah. She's pretty talented. She's out there. If they, they can give her more than 15 seconds with Natalia. But yeah, Asuka's in limbo. I think she's injured, so that doesn't count. 
Um, I think she's actually cleared to compete, um, but they just have nothing for her. Interesting. Uh, Bailey's injured, so that's yep. different. Bianca is kayfabe injured. Kayfabe injured. And she's pursuing different stuff. Uh, bu- 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 Candice LeRae is having a baby. Yep. Interesting. Cesaro's still on here. Oh, really? Yep. You would think that they would have updated on their official website. That's what I'm on. Uh, you got Cora Jade. She's on XT. Dakota Kai, same thing. Who else are we working with? Dewdrop is out there. Yep, Dewdrop, and I believe she's teaming with Nikki. Yep. Which also doesn't Which make is sense. weird. Yeah. That's a very... Uh, I'm going to keep saying it as a Frankenstein team as they tend to. Yeah, so they tend to be, that's how they've been. The, there are very few that make sense. Very few. Very, very. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we're really not working with much. Everybody I'm seeing is NXT. Lacey Evans, which she should be about ready to come back. Oh wait, didn't she have a kid? She did, like, but it's yeah, it's it should be any time now. Yeah, uh, uh, Morgan, she's with Rhea for some ungodly reason. The baby faces. We have to put baby face teams together. <laughs> Naomi, we got Natalia. Nikki and Naomi's also Nikki teaming a- with Sasha. Nikki A.S.H. I'm amazed her gimmick is still going. Like every time I see it, I'm like, why? Why? What's she's a- how Gonzalez up to? I know she's not champion anymore, but what's she doing in NXT? Uh, yeah, she's NXT, I believe. She is, but I mean, is she doing anything currently? Let me scroll through my list right now, and I can tell you. Um, you know what? Her, her, and Io Shirai. Let me know on both of them if there's anything. I believe Io is still in a story with Toxic Attraction. Oh, that's right. Because they're going to do, I think, the Fatal Four Way. Yep. <sighs> and I believe Raquel might not be in that Fatal Four Way. Could be wrong. Bring her up. She was a good NXT Women's Champion. Oh, yeah. For a period yeah. of time that she had before she lost it to Mandy Rose because of Toxic Attraction. Got Ronda Rousey. You got Rhea Ripley. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Sasha. But she's on her own thing. Shayna's not doing anything that I know of. I believe she's still got the general manager shtick going. Got Shotzi. Which, what is she doing? She was off with the death of her father, and now I have no clue. That was uh, a month, two months ago? Something like that. Uh, Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Tamina, she's there. 
she's there, but she's also involved with the twenty four seven story with Reggie. Zaya Lee, she just got called up. And that is it. She, we don't got much. And you know how few there is for the women's tag division on both brands? And yeah, how many are like actually on the main event slot for the singles division? Which is the only thing that the singles division really is other than uh, like your piss breaks. I think it was good. Alexa and Nikki just worked. It worked. The Kabuki Warriors worked. It started with. Warriors is where we started to lose it. Sasha and Bailey are really the reason those titles were made. And then we started losing it with the Iconics because they won it and then they did nothing with them until they lost it to the Kabuki Warriors. Yep. So, really, without Sasha and Bailey, um, Kabuki Warriors, Iconics, Mm. Alexa and Nikki. I mean, there's four teams. Yeah. And that's not to say there won't be great teams in the future, but as of right now, it is absolutely not good. They're, they're throwing darts at the board and, like, like put, put these together. We'll go from there. It's not making sense. Nah. Because you just got Team Babyface, you got Team Heel, and you got Team Babyface and Team Heel. The only thing that they're similar with is because they're baby faces and heels. Don't you know? Yeah, that's the only thing you apparently need now. Can't just have a storyline reason or nothing. Nope, it's just, I'm a baby face. I'm also a baby face. Let's be a team. Yeah, let's do it. Yep. <sighs> that's where we're at. Liv Morgan did win the match, though, and they're they're teasing a break between Zelina and Carmella, which if they do, please do something with them. Yeah, individually, I think they're Zelina good, Carmella decent, but not fantastic. But as a team, there just isn't a chemistry there. It's forced. Um... Let's see. Moving on from that tangent that we just had, we got the the Mysterios versus. Um, it says on here, Hurt Business. I it's Cedric and um, um, freaking uh, Shelton Benjamin. Um, more fifty fifty booking as the Mysterios won short match. The other noteworthy thing is that Miz and Logan Paul joined the commentary table for the match. Tried to attack them after it was over, but their father-son duo prevailed. And you know what? That was it. That was it. That's all it was. Then we got Dewdrop versus Bianca Belair. Mm Mm-hmm. Before this, uh, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Edge came out with um, the other side by uh, Alter Bridge. Um, I listened to like two minutes of it, and I thought I was done because it's a five-minute long song. Not too bad. 
I actually I mean, haven't gotten a chance to listen to it outside of it, watching the entrance. Yeah, like it's not too bad. It makes sense for his character is now and I'm starting to understand more as to why they changed it from Metalingus to now the other side. Yeah, I mean, you gotta uh, change it up. Yeah. Um, and came out with another promo directly at AJ Styles. He insulted the, crawl, the crowd, called himself the benchmark in WWE. Um, just playing a heel. And then this when we got to the match between Dewdrop with Nikki in her corner uh, against Bianca Blair. Um, Becky Lynch came out in a surprise attack during the match, though Bianca Blair still won the match. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's all the same. Now, this was... This is a match that I can never get tired of because of one person in here that I genuinely love to see in the ring. is Montez Ford versus Riddle. I can never... I can never get tired of Montez Ford. I love his promos. I love his in-ring yeah. work. Really good. Um, though they couldn't have a complete finish or else this would have been my match of the night, personally. Because Chad Gable and Otis attacked Randy Orton and uh, Angelo Dawkins at ringside. Then they came in and attacked Matt Riddle and Montez Ford, caused disqualification. And I believe now it's a triple threat for the tag titles, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. Then, for the main event, we had Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. You know what? Seth Rollins said he had a plan. I forgot about this. He said he had a plan. He came out, and I thought, okay, Cody is going to call him out or something. And then I was like, no. How are they going to mess this up? And I couldn't even think of how badly they messed it up. So instead, Seth Rollins wants to host the Kevin Owens, his own show, and have Stone Cold as the guest. But, of course, Kevin didn't want that. And then Sony said, yeah, let's put it to a match. Whoever wins gets the interview. That's where this main event comes from, which I think is absolutely stupid. It makes no sense. Makes no sense. It's like, uh, we can tease this, but we don't want to put it out there yet um screw it you guys just have a match which is great match all things considered but what led up to that match was didn't make sense nope um so yeah that that was raw uh kevin owens won because they really want to uh shove kevin owens and the stone cold steve austin for wrestlemania which we'll talk about in the case of that. Um, I'm glad Kevin won. I think it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. And seeing uh, as what had transpired this previous Monday, um, 
on the 21st of March. Um, I don't know what to what to say. Same. Uh, um, quickly through NXT, Miz celebrating Dolph Ziggler's NXT Championship win. Um, then for the ladder match qualifier, we had Santos Escobar versus Cameron Grimes, which was a pretty good match. Um, of course, Cameron Grimes can't win for whatever reason. Um, then we had A-Kid versus Kushida. Decent. Um, skipping that one because they're developmental, uh, which is what um, NXT is for. Um, then we had Tony D'Angelo takes a shot at Tommaso Ciampa ahead of NXT Stand Deliver. Um, that's going to be great. That's going to be great. Um, Skipping that one because it was whatever. Then we had Dominic Mysterio versus uh, Raul Mendoza. It was all right. Um, It's obviously used more to develop Dominic more and kind of sell him more because the crowd is still behind uh, Dominic way more than the main roster. Uh, Cora Jade tries to embarrass Toxic Attraction and then followed by Imperium agreed to their triple threat match for Stand and Deliver. Um, and then finally we had for the NXT Championship Dolph Ziggler defending against LA Knight. Um, and then um, Ziggler of course retaining. Clean or with help of Bobby Roode? Uh, with help of Bobby Roode. Interesting. It was still good. And then we had Braun Breaker challenge Dolph Ziggler for a match at Stand and Deliver. So look forward to that. I thought Braun Breaker was main roster now. Whatever they're doing with Dolph Ziggler and NXT, I don't know. I'm so confused at this point. I don't know what is going on. I don't know. Neither do I. Uh, We do know what's going on in AEW, though. So Transitioning over to Dynamite. Where we had um, Adam Page and Jurassic Express versus Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Solid start to the show. That was pretty good. Uh, Adam Cole uh, got got the win for um, um, himself and Red Dragon. Then we had John Moxley and Brian Danielson versus Wheeler Yuta and Chuck Taylor. It's okay. One, well, it was all right. Yeah, it was all right. Um, then Wheeler Yuta left. Uh, best friends after a match and uh, got the slap from uh, William Regal. What that means, maybe we'll find out tonight. As maybe. of recording. Yeah, as of recording. 
Then we had the Jericho Appreciation Society commencement. Your usual Chris Jericho. You what, what you think of this whole Jericho Appreciation Society and how they're doing it? Because I don't, I don't know. I, I truly am. I feel like this is really just a means of. Um, I don't. I really don't know because, like, I want to say it's a stable, but at the same time, like, I don't. I don't really know because. I just feel like Chris Jericho is just kind of I, – I don't want to say he's memeing at this point because he is throwing around sports entertainer out there a lot. Yeah, I – I don't know. I, I feel like it's, it's a little bit of a meme, but at the same time, I don't. I just don't know. <laughs> like, I love Jericho's promos, but I, oh, my God. Yeah, I just It's on the nose, obviously. Yeah. But I... when you look at Inner Circle versus Appreciation Society, I was a little biased at first yeah. at least with Inner Circle because it was a, a new thing. I didn't know these guys. They hadn't mm-hmm. done anything before this. But, you know, you had Jericho, which is good. You have Guevara, really good. Mm-hmm. You have Jake Hager, which had promise. He had promise, but he hasn't done literally anything. Yeah. He's, he did more on Dynamite last week than I think he's done in an entire year. <laughs> you had Santana and Ortiz, very promising tag team that have, yeah, for the most part, delivered. Yeah. I so, buddy. Uh so you got Santor Ortiz, you got um Hager uh, and Guevara. Hager uh Guevara, Daniel Garcia. No, I mean from Inner Circle. Oh, from Inner Circle? Oh. I'm pretty sure uh, that was it. I think that was it. Regardless. But that's a decent build and I was excited about it. This group, I'm yeah. not big on 2.0. Daniel Garcia feels kind of boring. He has decent wrestling, but he's kind of boring. And Jake Hager has proved to be a robot. You know? Here's, here's so, one other thing that, that I love about Jericho's that he denounced the quote-unquote stupid name from Bad Creative 2.0 and renamed them Matt Mannard and Angelo Parker and gave Daniel Garcia, the nickname The Mask of the Red Death, and uh, a nickname to Jake Hager as Hand of the King before ushering in the era of sports entertainment in AEW. I love Jericho so much. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I... That, that, that bit had me laughing. Absolutely on a nose, so so good, but dumb and ah. Another quote: We use our real name, Daniel Garcia, Jake Hager, Chris Jericho. Oh, spent too much time on that. Uh, moving on, we had. 
for the TNT Championship, Wardlow versus Scorpio Sky. Um, so I am funny at the end of this, but I will, I'll let you go because this made no sense to me. But we'll, yeah. We'll... So going into the match, uh, Wardlow has been on a rampage. Uh, he's a face of revolution. He's been winning matches. He's a baby face now. Um, so, uh, Dan Lambert and, uh, Sean Spears suckered him in, also allowing MJF to cost Wardlow the match. Um, so, Scorpio Sky retains. You know? Go go on now. (laughs) So, here's the thing. Sanjayf comes out, right? You're right. And he helps Scorpio Sky retain. Right. Via distraction. And then they beat him up. MJF paid Dan Lambert. MJF paid Dan Lambert to help his guy, Scorpio Sky, retain the title. Isn't that ass backwards? Yeah. Dan be paying him for helping yeah. his guy retain the title? Really should. It's yeah, after that. What does he care if you come in and, and beat Wardlow? What does he care? He shouldn't. He really shouldn't care. It was ass backwards. That made I'm no glad. sense. And I sat there thinking, like, am I <laughs> stupid? What? What? That that was what commentary was saying. There was dumb, dumb. Whatever, whatever they're saying with the whole um, MJF paying Dan Lambert, that was dumb. Yeah. Uh, So then we had the Hardys versus Private Party in their uh, debut match. And I am, of course, biased with Jeff Hardy. Um, So I would give this match a five-star rating. Um, In all seriousness, um, this was a fine debut match with Private Party obviously having fun with Jeff like doing his dance to him mocking them um, the hot tag to Jeff Hardy drew a loud reaction um, yeah yeah not I mean, much it was, to say. It was pretty good I'm not it, it was a it was a hearty I keep wanting to say Hardy Boys. The Hardys. It was a Hardys match. I mean, yeah. it was good. Um, after, after the match, um, Andrade, uh, the AFO, uh, came out, and then Darby Allen and Sting made the save. Continuing that story. And this was... This was the match that I was waiting for, and I'm like, why didn't we do this at Revolution? Whatever. Um, a steel cage match for the AEW's uh, Women's Championship. Uh, 
Britt Baker defending her title against Thunder Rosa. Match of the night. Genuinely, match of the night. Yeah, and you're really good. You're new. Defending AEW Women's World Champion Thunder Rosa. Finally, we got there. Should have been done at Revolution. Yeah, agreed. Um, other things I would like to point out is that Aubrey Edwards is a mad son of a bitch for going out there and doing a one, two, three on the thumbtacks. That yeah, had to hurt. Oh, that's got to hurt. But yeah, I just you had to point that. Like, oh wait, I, I gotta find the spot where it's not. There's no thumb. T- okay, one, two, three. You can't do that either. Yeah, you can't do that. Like that. That was just on the on the cuff. Like good ref, um, referring. I think that's what it's called. Like properly called. Yeah, it's her, her being a great referee because she really is a great referee, and why she stands out in AEW. Agreed. I am still looking. You just reminded me. You son of a bitch. <laughs> still looking for that Aubrey Edwards figure. It only came with the AEW ring. It's a ringside exclusive. Mm-hmm. But I don't want the big ass ring. I just want the figure. Oh, you're looking for just the figure, but you can't get it without the ring. That sucks. Yeah, it's like 140 bucks with the ring. I don't want the ring. I'm hoping they put out another one in one of the main sets so I don't have to. <sighs> oh, yeah, that sucks. You just reminded me, and I was like, I gotta look now. Oh, uh, well, uh, I guess blessing and a curse at the same time. Spoiler, All there's right. nothing they just lose <laughs> right now. So. All right, so I think uh, look at the, what are the results to go over. Let's end with SmackDown this week. So starting off, we have on Rampage, The Butcher versus Darby Allen. Um. One match by count out, and then uh, Butcher Blade um, had the bunny at ringside, and then the AFO came out and started beating up Darby and Sting, and then the Hardys came out and saved them, even though the AFO and with Butcher and Blade had the man count. I don't know, whatever. Um, they have a match coming between Darby Sting. And the Hardys against AFO. Hmm. That should be decent. Yeah, it's a four-on-four tag match. Then uh, we had Layla Hirsch versus Red Velvet. Uh, uh, was able to get a win with a distraction from Chris Statlander. Which was good because I was uh, I was hoping she wouldn't use that wrench on Red Velvet because that's hard to sell without actually yeah. leaving a mark. Right. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. 
Um, not really much to really say. Um, then we had House of Black versus Bear Country and Fuego del Sol. Hell yeah, dude. Bear Country. I like uh, Bear Country. All right. I, I know you like Bear Country. They're cool. Uh, House of Black, of course, winning with uh, Buddy Matthews to win. As it should be. Establish him there. Give him some credibility. And then finally, we had Max Caster versus uh, Limitless Keith Lee. You know how that's so, yeah, it was it was a good match uh for uh main eventing rampage. Uh, he was not able to beat uh Keith Lee because man is limitless. That is true. But, uh, yep. Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks came down to attack Keith Lee and then the acclaim joined in to help. Swerve Strickland ran down with a chair to clear the ring and make the save for Keith Lee. So, that really is, um, sums up Rampage. Fairly decent. Nothing too crazy. I'd agree. And now, let's go to SmackDown with the usual opening promo being great with uh, Brock Lesnar. Agreed. So Roman Reigns came uh, with the bloodline. Um, Paul Heyman interrupted uh, Lesnar, uh, shook off a weather-related travel delay and was on his way. And then um, they were trying to hightail it backstage. Then uh, Brock Lesnar came down with a forklift, um, came down to the ring with a truck door, too. And uh, he uh, said this to Roman Reigns, I'm coming for blood, see you in two. So, so good. Very... uh... Very hectic. When, uh, because it's pretty much the same idea, but when Seth had that car back in uh, 2016, 2015, Mm -hmm. um, and he just ripped the door off. (laughs) Good times. This story just keeps getting crazier and crazier. Best off Brock Lesnar gets, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, it's baby face, baby face pissed off Lesnar is something I never thought I would enjoy. I didn't think I'd enjoy Brock Lesnar at all. <laughs> uh, had Shinsuke and Rick versus uh, not Los Lotharios, uh, people Lotharios. So they changed the name again. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. At least that's what uh, I'm using a good old Bleacher Report to name off. And let's say typoed, because later on it does say Los Lotharios. I don't know. They oh, type- that's right. 
they they taped it out because uh also Los Lotharios and Lethal Lovers. Aha, funny. I understand now. I almost forgot about the Lethal Lovers. Dear God. I, I tried to forget. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> I do not care about this tag match. No. Um, then we had Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders versus Shanky, Happy Corbin. Don't. No. Banks and Naomi versus Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. Battle of Babyface versus Baby. But, um,. This is probably one of the best women's tag matches I have ever seen on a main show. Okay, that that changes it. I'm saying Raw and SmackDown. Okay. I was gonna in say recent hi. in in the recent timeline, the best match on the women's tag division. Which isn't saying much, but with the talent that was in the ring, it, with the time allotted, they did what they could, and it was, it paid off, finally. We're good. Wish they would do it more often. Uh, the match came to an end when Italian and Shayna Baszler attacked, um, attacked, um. I don't care after that bit. If it, if they didn't just have freaking Ali and Shayna Baszler just randomly come out of nowhere attacking the Sasha, Naomi, and Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, I, I would have been like, all right, whatever. I don't care after that point. Right. Um. Then we had uh, another promo for wrestling. Uh, backstage with uh, Vince McMahon, Pat McAfee made his way to the ring. Um, talking about seeing pro wrestling for the first time, Austin Theory uh, interrupted and uh, kind of goaded Pat McAfee to apologize. Um, he he did, and and now here's where. Starting to use a little bit of, he said, for being a punk bitch. Um, yeah. Really, it. Um, uh, I wasn't big on that segment. It just kind of was what it was. I will say Pat McAfee does have some great lines, like, I'm sorry for beating your ass last week. I'm, I'm fine with that. Oh, he's really good. I like him. Just this segment, that was kind of blah. Yeah, kind of blah. Uh, Kofi Kingston versus Ridge Holland. Um, really not much for this. Um, there really is not much to go about other than um, Butch. We're just trying to give more character to Butch. Yeah. 
And then we had Charlotte Flair's message to Ronda Rousey. It's another storyline, which I do not care. Hate to say it, but I just don't care. She's tame now. Tame is definitely the word to put it. Because she was going crazy for a while. Um, that That's really much what it is, is just the promo between Rhonda and Charlotte. More hype for their match. Um, yeah. Yeah, really nice. Uh, as anticlimactic as it is, this does conclude um, this past week in wrestling. Yeah, kind of a lackluster week in terms of news and stuff. Um, but you do have not, let me, shit. Okay, so we're going to have one more show before Mania. Yes. So after our next show, we'll be going over Mania. And then we'll also give our own ratings as to how we think it is, which I don't think there's matches that catch my eye on the main Mania cards. I'm I'll be honest, and because I I am not sure, but I'll, I'll have to do that later. Um, but what? So as far as format, I don't know if we should do. Well, let's just do it on the same show. Fuck it. We'll just go on early. Okay. Yeah. Because if we'll we do, do a separate show, it's going to be like a 40-minute maybe episode. Yeah, it's probably going to be about 40 minutes with uh, most of the time less just discussing and whatnot, which I'm I'm fine with whatever if either we go over it's the week or the show because – if you cannot tell, I'm quite vocal when some things get me going, like the women's tag division. Oh, yeah. The treatment of wrestlers who I am fans of, <laughs> Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. I'm, yeah, I'm right there. And maybe we can pull Gabe in for the WrestleMania show. We'll talk him into it. All right. And hopefully he'll also won't add in filler for a uh, match with the NGB crew. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Well, with that, I do not have any other anything. I really got nothing else either. I guess this concludes... um, uh, this week's uh, NGB Wrestling Podcast episode. So we'll have some, maybe some WrestleMania predictions. We'll see. On uh, other, yeah, we'll see. And other, everything. Yeah. Catch you guys. Like said, see you later. Howdy. What's up, man? It's a wonderful time to be a wrestling fan it is 
and it was a horrible time for me to fuck up and forget we were supposed to record last Wednesday. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot. I was standing there. <clears throat> it was um, it was about our time of recording, and I was out. I forget what I was doing. I had to do something before it clapped. And I forgot we had to record my shit. So that's why we didn't record, because I messed up. So we're not going to cover that today. Were you good with the Wednesday we'll cat- before I explain? Yeah, we'll, we'll catch up uh, Wednesday for the uh, pre-WrestleMania stuff. But- so I'm, I'm thinking today we catch up on like random collectible news. There's not much. And yeah. Then- do stand and deliver and WrestleMania results and and predictions of what's going to come. And then oh yes, Wednesday, on Wednesday we can cover mostly AEW stuff from this past week and the week before because the mm-hmm. WWE stuff kind of already came to fruition with Mania, so there's not a whole lot of use of talking about it. Back, I mean, we'll yeah. probably skim it, but yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Um, cause I mean, AEW, uh, did put this out beforehand that, uh, they're not going to do anything for, uh, WrestleMania because it is a big, big deal and they care for the wrestling fan base. Yeah, it's, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, uh just, just to get this out of the way, because there is a lot less of this to talk about, there was some... Reveals this weekend. Main weekend. Uh, there's some big reveals with figures, which is awesome. Uh, let me see if I can keep it straight here. So the first thing there is a to the moon NXT or a to the moon Cameron Grimes ringside exclusive figure, which is comes with him, three sets of hands. So. One set is just, you know, he can hold stuff. The other is with the two fingers pointed up. And then the third is him holding a lot of cash. Also comes with his hat and his vest, the million-dollar title. Looks really cool. That actually is up for pre-order right now on Ringside Collectibles for $29.99. Looks pretty cool. I'm not an NXT guy, so I can't say that I will be getting that one. Uh, the other thing that also is up for pre-order right now, let me double-check the price on that, because I believe it is higher than retail usually is. There it is. The debut edition of the TNT title, so the red belt, Cody's version of it, basically. Yeah. Uh, no, I was wrong. It's twenty one ninety nine. I thought it was... I saw something on here that it was 40 but that... I got that mistranslated somewhere. Uh, They did release the... What set is this? I have to... Double check here. But we do have a... Eddie Guerrero Elite coming out. And that will have a basic and a chase version. There is a... Jimmy Uso Elite coming out from Series 95 that will go with the J that came out in, I believe, Series 90. Uh, there will also be uh, John Cena with his green and yellow, kind of John Deere colors. 
there will be a Big E with the WWE Championship uh, with the same gear that he wanted in. There is a Bobby Lashley with the title. And the one that I am the most excited for from Elite 95, because this is a badass figure. Can you take a guess who it is? Mm. From NXT Women's Division. From Almeida. Women's Division. Yes. Uh, Ra- Raquel Gonzalez. No. She's Series 93, and I'm really excited about that one, too, but close. Okay. Um, another one of our favorites, Io Shirai? Nope. Damn. Um, toxic attraction. <laughs> well, well, actually, hang on, hang on. Not right. NXT right. anymore. She's on SmackDown. My bad. Oh, okay. That helps. It's, it's Shotzi. It is Shotzi. Comes with the helmet, the two sets of hands. Just a a badass looking figure. I am definitely getting that one. Super awesome figure. They also revealed. There's a SummerSlam 2022 Elite set. And the Build-A-Figure, you'll never guess. Child Dominic. No. Yes. He is the (laughs) Build-A-Figure. Ray Ray Mysterio is in that set. Along along with Shawn Michaels. Uh, Randy Orton and Sensational Sherry. Okay, that last one threw me for a loop because I wasn't expecting it, but wow. Child mm-hmm. Dominic. That is the build of figure. I oh. don't know if, he, if he's had a figure as a child. I don't know. That could be his first figure, if not one of the very few. Uh, we also have Top Talent 2023 Elites being released. Nothing too special there. It's the same as usual. Uh, John Cena, Randy Orton. There is a Drew McIntyre as well. I believe there's one more. Let me double check. Yes, Rey Mysterio. Uh, we also have uh, Ultimate Edition New Wave coming out. It's going to be Roman Reigns. It comes with the lay that goes around his neck. Two sets of hands, three head sculpts, one with him mid ooh when he does the spear, which is really cool. The Bloodline shirt, and of course, the championship. Of course. This is one I'm really excited for because it's just a memorable match. So I don't know if you remember Survivor Series. Which year? With- with Becky Lynch and Charlotte, where we couldn't tell. Oh, yeah, I know. I remember that, Matt. Yeah, no, I remember that 100%. That looked like a, a shoot the entire time. Mm-hmm. So Becky is getting an elite from that. So it's that gear, the red gear, and with Ooh. the Raw Championship. So that one I'm definitely looking forward to. There are two other Ultimate Editions that are coming out. You got Goldberg with the old school United States Championship, WCW. You got the WCW World Heavyweight Championship, three head sculpts, three sets of hands. Okay. And just just black trunks, so nothing crazy there. Uh, Yeah, I mean, what else has he worn? The last Ultimate Edition we have is 
NWO version of Macho Man Randy Savage. He got three head sculpts, the bandana, the sunglasses, two sets of hands, and a weight belt. So that that one's pretty cool. Not necessarily my cup of tea, but whatever. Uh, we also have championship showdown two packs. You got The Rock and Cena, Bailey and Sasha. I'm definitely getting. And then Ricochet and Sheamus. And then... Okay, maybe I lied. There's a lot. It's there's seemingly there's a lot. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. What is this? I am not sure. I think this is a Legends Elite, which is the Target exclusive line. There is a Molly Holly coming out, Standard and Chase. So she will be a Chase at one point. There is a Rey Mysterio coming out with the WCW or WCW, the World Heavyweight title. Right. Um, it, which it is, but like wrong era. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. This one is actually pretty cool. I don't know. I might end up getting this, these two. So there's two more people for this Legends set. And it is Farouk and JBL with the tag titles. Oh, APA. Well, well, Bradshaw, yeah. So APA. So that'll be a cool one. I might end up getting it. I'd have to see it in person. But there is also an NWO version of Booker T, which is from their Ruthless Aggression Throwback Elite series. Three sets of hands and a WWE microphone. Uh, another one out of the Ruthless Aggression set is Rey Mysterio. It looks like the same figure as the Legends one, but with uh, white gear instead and with a foldable chair. Then the last one out of the Ruthless Aggression Elites, one I might end up getting, if I can't find the Elite that's out right now from, I believe, Series 89 or 90, I'm going to get this version of RVD. Comes with the Intercontinental Championship, the just regular hands and then hands with the thumbs pointed out so you can do the RVD pose. Hell yeah. That looks really cool. Uh, bah, 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 bah. That is it for the Instagram part of that because that's they just have like stuff photos put on there for that. Um, there were a couple of pre-orders that dropped as well for some new stuff. Yes, so Elite Series 94 is up for pre-order. Comes with Edge, Mace, Nash Carter, Wesley. That's, uh, is that MSK? MSK. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, yeah. I I know who who MSK is. I'll just tell you. Um, It's got Leslie and Nash Carter. Okay, so that is the team. There is also Stephanie McMahon with the women's title, British Bulldog with the with the flag. I'm definitely getting that one. And then the regular and chase version of this set is Bret Hart. The chase is going to come with the black tights, and the regular is going to come with pink tights. And they both come with an Intercontinental Championship. 
So that, that one I might. I don't have a Bret Hart yet. That might be the one that gets me to cave. We'll see. SummerSlam elites I already talked about. Elite top talent I already talked about. Uh, we have three more to go. Three more series. So basic series 132. Got Ashley Ramos. Kushida. And Chase Virgin. Where she has green highlights in her hair instead of blue. And I believe, yeah, her gear is different too. Her gear is green as well in the um, in the chase version. Uh, series top talent, twenty twenty three basics. Uh, it's it's kind of a generic run of the mill set. You have the Rock, Seth Rollins, and Brock Lesnar with Brock Suplex City shirt. That one could be cool, but uh, the other two, there's just way too many figures of them. Now, this one hit me in the wallet. Just look. Just look. AEW Unmatched Series 4. Which, for those of you that are not up to date on that, has Corazon de Leon, which is Chris Chris Jericho from way back in the day. Yeah. Which, I don't don't know how they pulled that off with licensing, since it was a WCW thing, but whatever. Um, CM Punk, Adam Page, Cody in in his suit, Jade Cargill, and MJF. I see how that hurt your wallet. So I don't know if I've told you this feel. I'll make it short in case I did. But ringside collectibles, if you buy more than $60 worth of stuff, you get free shipping. If you don't, you get charged at least 10 bucks for shipping. So... I bought the CM Punk because that was the number one one that I was going to get. So I was like, why pay like 45 bucks for one figure to get shipped when I could just pay a little bit extra and get free shipping? I saved 10 bucks. That's all I'm trying to like justify myself. (laughs) I saved $10. So I got CM Punk and Jade Cargill. And then from Unrivaled Series 9, I bought the Thunder Rosa. And I'm hoping... I'm hoping to Christ they send me a chase of either Punk or Thunder Rosa. Well, uh, you most certainly did save at least ten bucks. Ten dollars, and you know where that went? Cards. That where'd I go? <laughs> cards. I bought cards. <laughs> now, Brandon, did you say you don't have WrestleMania results pulled? I do. I have uh, night one, night two, and stand and deliver. Perfect. I will leave it to you to take it away on that. All right. So we're going to start off with stand and deliver before we get into uh, the nitty-gritty big show that was WrestleMania 38. And for context, I did not watch stand and deliver. So I will be purely reacting to the results and not anything I saw. All right. Well, uh, we'll start with the pre-show. Uh, it's your usual panel with um, Mackenzie Mitchell, Sam Roberts, and Beth Phoenix came back. Uh, it came down, it broke down the card, predictions, whatever. Then they did some sort of like, some sort of skits. The uh, late April Fool's joke was um, done. And then there was a joke of uh, Malik Blade uh, getting an eyeful of Imperium getting changed. He said he'd be scarred for life. That was funny. 
then they went cut over to Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada, taking Dexter Loomis and Duke Hudson shopping for new clothes. They're kind of just selling Dallas is all it was. Okay. Um, then to kick it off, we start off strong. We had the team of Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai facing uh, two members of Toxic Attraction, um, Gigi Dolan and um, JC Jane. And what a great start to stand and deliver uh, with Dakota Kai just coming back and reuniting with Raquel Gonzalez, the storyline with Raquel and like just the women's roster dealing with the toxic attraction being dominant, holding not only the women's but the women's tag titles. Um, so, so the last time I watched, or right around the last time I was watching NXT, Dakota Kai turned on Raquel Gonzalez. She was still champion at the that, time. That and was had, a long while ago. That was the last time I really paid attention. I so remember they, that they've, moment. They've made up and they're all... Uh, yeah, uh, so Dakota Kai made the save uh, on Raquel, uh, with Raquel Gonzalez dealing with uh, Toxic Attraction to return to get this women's tag uh, championship match at Stand and Deliver. That sounds to me like inconsistent booking. I could be wrong. I, I don't remember. Now. I don't remember if Dakota Kai had some sort of injury or uh, what she was gone for. Um, but her coming back got a big pop. And um, the storyline with this one was how Dakota Kai um, felt guilt over ruining her friendship over with Raquel Gonzalez by turning on her when she had the title. So they at least addressed it. and like They addressed it, they, yeah. They didn't just be like, okay, we're no. back to you now. Okay. No, 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 no. They didn't just like magically forgive each other and all things were good. Okay, good. That, uh, there was there was a little bit of interference with Wendy Chu, um, but um, Raquel Gonzalez still came out on top and scored a pin on Jane. If becoming that's what a, it is, that Wendy Chu, is that the, the one in the pajamas all the time? Uh, yeah. The hell is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I, I, whenever she shows up, I just get a chuckle. Um, but yeah, that was a great start to stand deliver, and it really set the stage for the show. And following the women's tag team championship match, we had a NXT North American Championship ladder match where Carmelo Hayes has to defend his title against Grayson Whaler, Santos Escobar, Solo Sikoa, and Cameron Grimes. Interesting. This, this match, I tell you, was perfect. Because it had the, the most... That story was... 
get a win and essentially just rise up. He had a underdog story. He was the dark horse, but and he had the crowd behind him the entire way through. Um, and Carmelo Hayes did not look weak at all in this championship match. And honestly, I think this was a perfect match to hand over the title because he didn't lose via pinfall or submission. He lost in a, let's see, one, two, three, a five-man ladder match. Hmm. And your new reigning defending North American champion is Cameron Grimes. Interesting. There is a spot I would love to point out is that everyone did at the Tope Suicida or some sort of flip uh, to the outside. Grayson Whaler, he went and hyped himself up to go thing. And then he went and grabbed the ladder and tried to get the title. (laughs) (laughs) That was hilarious. It was a really good heel move, I must say. Then we had um, another another great match with uh, Tony D'Angelo against Tommaso Ciampa. And this was, if this was a send-off for Tommaso Ciampa to head up to the main roster, then they executed it perfectly. And it definitely showed the storyline of veteran Tommaso Ciampa and uh, up-and-comer Tony D'Angelo. Um... There, there was definitely some dirty tricks being around with um, a low blow from Tony D'Angelo. Um, he, Tony D'Angelo kicked out of a fairy tale ending and got a Gargano escape and still kept going. But the, the tables would turn when Tommaso Ciampa exposed the concrete outside, and Tony D'Angelo laid him out with G, which got him the win. Hmm. After the match, uh, Tommaso Ciampa got a thank you Ciampa chant, and Triple H came out to uh, give him a hug and give him a few minutes to reflect and admire his phenomenal NXT run. If this is where it's ending. That's what it, it looks like. So then, after uh, this, we had uh, the men's side, the NXT Tag Team Championship Triple Threat Match with MSK, uh, the Defending Champions, Imperium, and the Creed Brothers. And... Uh, I mean, another great match, needless to say. And with MSK coming out on top. So, um, Nash Carter and Wesley are at the top of the men's tag uh, division. So, I will say they changed Imperium's entrance scene. No longer Vorax Symphony Number 9. What did they change it to? 
some sort of like generic freaking entrance music. It's, it's Imperium. Yeah, so, so, some. Now nah, I don't know what the name is. I I didn't care to look it up, but it's no longer Vorox Symphony Number no. Nine, if I'm pronouncing that right, because it, it's a it's a Russian. I believe it's Russian, but yeah. It's probably butt rock. Yeah, so that that's my gripe because it was it it fit the whole thing with Imperium and now it's changed, but whatever. Moving on, and we had the NXT Women's uh, Fatal Four Way Championship match, and the storyline leading up to this, we had Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray winning the Women's Dusty Rhodes Classic. And you want to know how this became a women's fatal four-way match? How's so? So Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray were celebrating with their trophy. Toxic Attraction comes out. And essentially, instead of getting um, a tag team title shot with Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray going against um, Gigi Dolan and Jason Jane, they threw that away for this fatal four-way match. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. And it really irritated me because I was like, then what the what's the point? Like you're supposed to highlight the women's tag division and you do this. Well sure, you get a, a trophy and then you, you say you won the tournament, but you in the end you hurting yourselves for one title when you are when these two are a developed tag team in NXT. I don't know. That's my gripe. We Going into this, I, I already had that bad taste in my mouth. And I wanted the roof so bad. And I was kind of iffy because I was like, I kind of do like Cora Jade as well. But there was no reason for Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray to be in this match because the story was Mandy Rose and Cora Jade. Classic WWE booking. This had Vince McMahon all over it. And both and, in that are established and have been established. You know, Io Shirai former women's champion. Kaylee Ray, former NXT UK women's champion. So, I mean, they both define themselves, I guess. Yeah. This gave them an out uh, for the finish with Io Shirai um, hitting her beautiful moonsault. And then Mandy Rose came out and um, kicked her and stole the pin. Hmm. That, that's really it. I will say the entrances for this match was great because Cora Jade had people on skateboards uh, accompany her to the ring and then Mandy Rose descended with angel wings. And um, Wade Barrett on commentary was uh, playing it off as his. it was his uh, old podium for the better entrance of the night. 
I love Wade Barrett on commentary. I love it. But I will also say the new um, NXT Women's Championship belt does look great. I like it. Yeah, it's at least it's something a little different. Then we had LA Knight versus uh, Gunther. And this was a filler match. I hate to say it, but it was a filler match. Really? Between those yeah. two? It was a filler match with those two. I know. Hmm. Shocking. It's very shocking. This was a transition match for the main event. Gunther got the win easily. I mean, right call, but like, not, maybe not easily. And that's how they booked it. it. It was quite literally a transition match for the main event, being the defending uh, NXT champion, Dolph Ziggler, versus Braun Breaker. And this, this feud might continue with um, Braun Breaker and Dolph Ziggler. And uh, the reason why I say that is because Dolph Ziggler got the win. With not the zigzag, not not with like a famous or none of that, with a super kick. I am a fan of super kick. Get the win off of that. Yeah. I think think Dolph Ziggler has... a great super kick. But that's not his finisher. Moves moves we'll that aren't finisher. Later too, because I have a, a new kind of theory, but uh, I don't know. But it, it this was a good match up until the end where I was like you could have at least hit another zigzag, but it's whatever. Or you could have pulled what was it 2010 when he was world heavyweight champion or WWE champion where he was using trying to uh, sell the sleeper as a finisher? Yep, that abysmal time. He could have at least tried that as like a callback, but uh, that was standing the weather. Overall, it had a hot start, got a little bit messy in the near the end, and a decent finish. So now, something we both with WrestleMania 38 night one. Jesus Christ. That was what a stacked night. And it definitely threw me for a loop. I wasn't expecting WrestleMania 38 to be anything that Literally sold it as the most stupendous two night WrestleMania in history, but night two night was one closer to what I was expecting. Night one took beyond my expectations. Night one literally took my breath away. So uh, to start it off, we had the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Now, um, before I go any more of this, I'm sure many of you who have been paying attention to wrestling uh, news when pertains to WWE and backstage reports 
Rick Boogs is legit injured. That yeah. was not a storyline. That was a legit injury. I thought this match was really mid, but I don't I don't want to judge it too harshly given that that happened. Yeah, I feel like there was there was more to this match, but they had once Rick Boogs was injured, um you there was definitely well, uh we kinda just have to get it close to the end now. Which is unfortunate. And Rick Boogs could be out for six months to a year with his knee. Uh, but the start leading into this match, I wasn't expecting Rick Boogs to sell Shinsuke's entrance so well with the guitar. Oh, yeah, it was it was really good. No complaints there for sure. It, it sold me on Rick Boogs, not going to lie. It sold me on him. I wasn't sold before. But now I am. So this was this had bounds for a fantastic tag team championship match. I won't be harsh on this one because of the injury. And that's something that just happens. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as another match I can think of. Another tag match I can think of. It's on night two. Yeah, I know when you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Then we have Happy Corbin versus Drew McIntyre. When I, we've skipped over this feud at, for the past, what, month or so. And <laughs> the match itself was good, all things considered. I did not expect Drew McIntyre to kick out of the end of days. The first person to kick out of the end of days. And commentary didn't freaking sell it that that got me mad they did after the fact but on the spot like they could have sold it it's yeah. like they, they they forgot that no one's kicked out of it because that was the most protected finisher in a long time to give some context in eight years eight years yes long time the most protected finisher. Even on whatever crappy gimmick Baron Corbin has had, they they at least protected the end of days. And they couldn't have at least done that one decency to sold it on the spot because that would have been hype. That would have been hype. When I seen it, I was popping off. I was like, no way. That's the first man to kick out. And commentary... Could have kept my hype levels all the way through the roof, but no, they didn't. They just said, oh, what a near fall. And can we talk uh, the reps? Yes, let's talk about that, because... There's what? a certain amount of stupidity where you're just like, I'm not even going to give that attention. But then once you get past that point and you get to like <laughs> super stupid, you have to address it. And this is on that threshold of one of the dumbest things I've seen. Finn Balor level is stupid when he went for the coup de gras and the rope. Well, rope. yeah, when, when the demon lost to bullshit.
uh, just so that they could protect, quote unquote, the demon, but they made the demon look freaking stupid. Cutting the ropes, I was like, they had to do the sum with the sword. They had to. They couldn't just leave it out at like ringside or something. And they even put like a, a exploding sound effect when he did it too. <laughs> I sh- you were watching part of it. <laughs> I showed it because uh, he he watches some of the stuff with me, more of the AEW. But mm-hmm. I'm like, and tell me what you think of it. And he's like, that was that was fucking stupid. Thank you. <laughs> even side of wrestling, if you have no idea what's going on, stupid. Uh, 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 that 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 was dumb. Yeah, but all things considered, with that dumb sword shenanigans, that match caught me off guard. Not gonna lie, I had low expectations. It was a decent match. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was. Pretty good. And you know what? You know what match also threw me off? That I wasn't expecting to be good at all. What's that? The Miz and Logan Paul versus the Mysterios. Man, Logan Paul. I've brushed it off the whole time. But when he actually got in there and worked, I got to say. That's probably the best celebrity match I've seen. The best celebrity wrestle that I've seen. Yeah, I would say it was pretty close to Bad Bunny's performance um, the pa- last WrestleMania. I'm not too high on that, on his work there. Bad Bunny's, I mean. I didn't see... I thought Logan Paul was better, to be honest. He was a little slow in um, running the ropes. The pacing was a little off, but they didn't lose it. And they were fine. I mean, he... He hit a Canadian destroyer. That's what really sold me there. Is he he nailed the Canadian destroyer? Oh yeah, it's it. It looks like the the Indies or something. If you didn't know who he was, yeah, and you, and you had no idea, and were oblivious and just watched that match, you would think that he was just another wrestler working there. You yeah. wouldn't be different. And it, I mean, you knocked it out of the park with that. And I'll give Logan Paul credit. You know, did great. He did a fantastic job, especially playing as the heel. He hit Rey Mysterio with the three amigos. Uh, He did Eddie Guerrero's shimmy. Just played the heel perfectly. And when... um, Rey Mysterio was able to set up the double 619. I was like, I spotted the Miz just come on up and like, just like appear for a second and disappear. I'm like, was he saying something or was, did I just miss something? And I missed it. He got a blind tag in, which was so quick. I was so confused. Oh, in true Miz fashion, they got the double 619. Dominic got the frog splash. Um, and then uh, as Ray was kind of protecting the pin, um, not knowing, of course, uh, 
Miz came up and hit um, Ray onto Dominic and then got the skull-crushing finale. And as the heels were celebrating, I don't know if Miz is truly getting a face turn or not, but then he hit Logan Paul with a skull-crushing finale. Two things didn't make sense in that ending. One, why would you throw Dominic on top of Ray and subsequently Logan? Why not pull Ray off? Because that should, in theory, hurt Logan. And I get, you know, maybe Dominic was just right there. I don't know. Plop him down and hold Ray. Makes it more bright. Two, why did he give the skull crushing finale to Logan? Didn't make any sense. Unless they're going to have a maybe a SummerSlam match. I I feel like you're going to bring Logan Paul back if for a SummerSlam match or another pay-per-view. Like, you know they're going to do WrestleMania Backlash. How as I, annoying. Huh? As annoying as I hate that Backlash is just now WrestleMania Backlash. I mean, I, I feel like it's either going to go SummerSlam or Backlash. I'd watch another match. I mean, it's that was good. It was good. And yeah, that that was kudos to Logan Paul and uh whether Miz likes it or not, he's a babyface now. Following that, we had another hot match with Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. That was Perfect. pretty good. It was good. Perfect match. With a perfect finish. Bianca Boy yeah. misses WrestleMania. Yeah, now she has her revenge and everything's even keel on, on that part. And I'm completely going to gloss over the whole introduction to Gable Stevenson because that was just nothing. That was literally just a nothing thing. He's there. That's it. Yeah, he, that that's all it was, and it, it. I I can't talk about this match and do it justice. Literally, just watch it. That's all I have to say is just watch that match. And with your new uh, reigning, defending women, Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair, props to her. I'm happy for her. Um, uh, Becky's new haircut does look great, though. She got kind of a Joan Jet thing going on now. She does. I'm I'm I like it. It looks good. Those knee pads bug me just because they're it, floppy and all over the place. That bug. Same. Honestly, same. Yeah. Uh congratu- congratulations to Bianca Belair and uh Becky Lynch. And if if she gets two, uh, uh, what, what's what's that award that they got? Uh, Bianca Blair and Sasha Banks got last year for um, their WrestleMania match. What was oh, it? ESPN thing, I think. Yeah, if they get an award for that, I would I wouldn't be surprised because that was a perfect match for WrestleMania. And another, another great. Almost, I would I would argue another perfect match is Seth Rollins and his mystery opponent being the American Nightmare, 
Cody Rhodes. That was almost on par with Punk coming back as far as like my reaction to it. Oh my God. When, when I heard the music go and I seen the skull come up on one of the uh, displays, I was like, they really brought in the American nightmare gimmick. I was not expecting it. And they had the, the music, even with that intro quip. I put this in a group chat too. Yeah, it's, I think it was a, a good match, a good, I don't know. What did you think of the match? I, I thought the match was, was. Taking, taking them out of it, in the moment out of it. What did you think of the match on its face? The match on its face, uh, I would say is about a, if I were to give it a star rating, about a four and a half. Okay. I would say so. there's a lot of rest holds and just, and, and they, that'll happen with a big height match like that. The Rock and Hogan was the same way. Very slow to start. They're milking the crowd for reaction before they tie up. Standard fare. And I don't know. I thought it was decent, though. I thought it was at least three and a half out of four. The moment. I think. Five out of five. Five, five. out of five, 100%. For the moment. Like, there was some spots I wasn't expecting. I I can't tell you how much I popped off from that springboard cutter from the top rope. That was a great... Um, that was a great move. But, like, that, that's about as much as I pop off when Seth Rollins does the Phoenix Flash. Now, I will say I'm glad, very, very glad that Cody went over. I agree. Those guys. And if you Seth want to Rollins look good, return overall, Seth win. Yeah. Cody, and that would suck. Yeah. Seth Rollins looked good in this match. Cody Rhodes looked amazing in this match. I, I can't say Seth Rollins looked good. They both looked amazing. I'll be frank. They both looked amazing in this match. Yeah, I know the build up was saying, and a couple other people were saying, oh, they booked him better in this one match than they ever did in AEW. There was a couple of ones on par. I think I think you're letting emotion get into it, but looking at the yeah. match itself, I think the dog collar match with Brody Lee and Cody was pretty close. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Him and Jericho was, was decent. I, I don't think it was as good as him and Rollins, but it was pretty close. You can um, definitely tell that Cody Rhodes has improved drastically and showed what he can do in the ring in this match. And if you watched his matches in AEW, you know something beautiful was going to happen. Yeah, there was a couple of slip-ups in this in the Mania match. Just a couple. Um, but, you know, they recovered. They, If you weren't looking for it, you but yeah like the very few like minor botches like if you don't if you're not like one that just like keeps your eyes glued to the screen just to look for whatever botches just so you can laugh like ah you suck i mean there was one point outside of the ring 
I don't know what he was, what they were going for. I think Cody was going for a Hurricane Rana, but Seth wasn't. So he just kind of like held him and didn't go. So Cody dropped while still wrapped around Seth's neck, but Seth didn't go. And then Seth kind of like picked him up and power bombed him on the announce table. They, they recovered it decent enough to where it didn't make a big difference, but it looked a little off. I, I think when Cody was, it's kind of hard, at least for me, because um, to for to spot out when wrestlers are calling out spots in the middle of the match with some of the camera angles, because uh, you know, you can see sometimes when like John Cena and uh, Nikki Bella are the biggest examples of people that call spots, and you can see it like so loud, so they loud are- too. I think Cody Rhodes went for the Hurricane Rana, and then like. Seth Rollins uh, said powerbomb, and Cody was okay. I think that's how they recovered it. Yeah, I just think it was a miscommunication. I don't think it was that much. Yeah. They recovered it for what it was. Oh, they they did. Fantastic match. Fantastic job from both men. And I feel like that this feud will have some leverage later on when Cody Rhodes continues in his career in WWE. For anyone wondering, for any, anyone wondering too, if this was a one-off, he has signed a multi-year deal, so he is with WWE for at least the next couple of years. Yes, and I hope they continue booking him to be a main event star, because this opens up many more possibilities we didn't have five years ago, six years ago. It'd be funny if he beat Reigns for the title, just to see the internet burn. <laughs> Oh my god. The hatred. They would of, turn on him so quick. It would implode the the internet. With how quick the internet was to boot. We'll talk about that one later. Let's move on with that one. Um the less uh, I didn't care for it all. Some people will care about it. I'm not one of them. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I did not care. Oh, no. No, everything that I've seen for that match is people saying that they were tuned out of it. I personally tuned out a little bit. And Charlotte, it's a lose-lose. I think that's why people tuned out of it. People don't like Ronda that much. There's a select few that do, but for the most part, people are just blah on her. Mm -hmm. And then don't like Charlotte. So whoever wins are going to be disappointed. I'm, so, I'm not a fan of Ronda, really. It, her mic skills are abysmal. That's the biggest pet peeve I have with her. And I like Charlotte, so I guess I'm glad she won. But it's not like... I'm not invested with her. So the match itself on his face was pretty good. I will say that... On- Bias aside for both of these women, the match itself was good. The finish, I'm not a fan of. There was definitely some screw jobs in here with the referee and with them teasing this feud even more because Ronda had the one, two, three. She had uh, Charlotte tapping, but the ref was not there for both occasions. And you know how Charlotte wins via pinfall? A big freaking boot. Mm-hmm. 
this is another instance where a finisher was not used to secure the win. I have a I have an idea about finishers, but I'm not going to say anything yet. Yeah, because there's still more on that one. There's still more for that. Oh, topic. I'm waiting for Finisher Fest 2022, which was Roman and Brock. I'm waiting for that. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but no one really won in this match, which is why there's really this bad stigma in it because. It's like, what was the point in having Ronda win the Royal Rumble for nothing to come out of it and makes her look – it doesn't make her look good. doesn't make Charlotte look good. It shows Charlotte's a great heel, which we already know this. We all already know Charlotte's an amazing heel. She plays the queen very well as much as I hate. I hate that character because it's just so annoying. But it is what it is. Um, let's go to the main event. Let's. So we had the Kevin Owens show um, with Kevin Owens and Stone Cold. Now, keep in mind, if you were just didn't watch night one or night two, you were like, where's New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland? They had to cut it for time. Um, so they had the Kevin Owens show, and Stone Cold came out in his quad. And Wait. that's a throwback. He came out at first without it, and then he left, yeah. and was like, what's he doing? And then he came out on the quad. Which is a callback and a, a love Alice, a Texas rattlesnake. Mm-hmm. And then we had the one last can. A, a no DQ match with, it's the simplest way to put it, of Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. I never would have thought Stone Cold would have had an official match in 2022. Yeah. Everyone, it was, I don't know. The nostalgia was so high because I remember being a, a young little boy about the age of four years old, still seeing Stone Cold Steve Austin giving stunners to people before he had presumably retired around that time frame. But this was a perfect uh, retirement match for Stone Cold. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was all right. I was, um, I don't know. I liked it. I didn't love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, understandably, because Stone Cold is old, he can't do some of the crazy spots, which he did take. Huh. He did take a, a a couple of spots. I was like, oh, dear Lord, please don't hurt yourself. Um, Like tables. Um, oh, God. And when Stone Cold got hit with Kevin, Owen, Owen, Kevin Owens' own stunner, I don't know why it's so hard to say. Um, I thought I was like, oh, no. Please don't be it. And then we got to see a beautiful 
the original stunner from Stone Cold for the win. Then that will conclude night one. What a what a start to WrestleMania. Yeah, that was great. Honestly, I don't I don't think they could have done it better. And it set the stage for night two, which is kind of hard to like follow up on that one. It is very hard. I mean, when you look at the card, it's not as stacked. The card on his face is not as stacked. No. But there were still some good moments in night two. Just we got marred by the bad ones, and which we'll go over starting now. This isn't a bad one. Uh, we start off with Triple H starting off night two. And in good health, because if you haven't been keeping up with his health, it was bad at one point. We almost lost the game. And he, he, he literally needs a defib. Um, he came out, started off uh, WrestleMania with a short, quick promo, and he left his boots, his uh, wrestling boots, and... Uh, the mic in the ring. I don't foresee him ever getting in the ring ever again for a match. No. He's done his part. Following that, we had the triple threat tag match for the Raw tag titles. RK Bro defending their titles against Street Profits and Alpha Academy. This was another solid start to WrestleMania on any of the nights. This could have been on either card, and you would have had me. And it 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 showcases how good the tag team division can be when you give them time. And I want to say too, I'm getting tired of these have a tag team go against a tag team. Quit throwing three or four tag, three or four teams in there and having these multi-team mass matches. Like they, that takes me out of it. I understand. Because whoever didn't get pinned, whoever like didn't get pinned is, um, is like, then why are you there? Is that sort of thing. If you want to be like all nitty gritty about it. Because you're gonna put away somebody, and the other two is other two teams are just one's taking the fall, the other was just there. You need focus. That that'd be like having Lesnar versus Reigns versus. I'm just gonna throw names out there. I don't think they're on par, but I'm just gonna throw out names: Damian Priest, Edge, AJ, um, Seth, Cody. Throw like ten people in there. There's no focus. Nobody's special in that match except the champion. And the part of the prestige of having the championship match is that there is one team that one team or one person that Mm -hmm. a, the company and B the people think if there is one person or one team to beat the champions and take the titles, it's that one. And they have the match and having two or three extra teams in there to go for the title just eliminates that uniqueness 
they get rid of that focus and it causes for more chaos. And depending on the person, they might enjoy that chaos. I am one of those people where I enjoy some of the crazy shit that can happen in tag matches. That's why I'm a fan of tag team wrestling. Thanks to the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian. Uh, who else can I say? The Dudleys. They opened my eyes to tag team wrestling and how crazy it can be. And this... Or, a, or if it is done l- very little, like it mm-hmm. was back in the era of the Dudleys and the, Hard- and the Hardys and Edge and Christian, especially with that TLC match. Then that's iconic, fine. iconic TLC match. That is fine. But when you do it every pay-per-view, every show, AEW is super guilty of doing that. It, that is but, a yeah. criticism we both share because I remember... Uh, there's a point where even I said, I'm getting exhausted. There's too many multi-man tag matches. Can we just not do this? Multi-man. Every... And then they had the Texas Tornado match. I'm like, come on. Just focus. Especially, you know what bugs me about that? You have the Hardy Boys. Okay. I, I know. Hardy you have the Hardy Boys, Sting and Darby Allen. And you threw them Two teams that aren't on, I'm sorry, but they're not on par with either team. Agreed. Very why, much agreed. Why aren't you selling that team? You have the Hardys. You don't need extra people to put butts in seats for that. Counterpoint for the story that they were telling, and it was to have Jeff Hardy get away with some spots. And he did. And that, 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 I'm biased. I'm biased. I will say that 100%. I love the Swanton Bomb to Butcher and Blade through the table. Through the tables. With the padding underneath the tables, that was a smart move. The little bags underneath. Smart move. Yeah, but but you can't can't tell me that wasn't sick. A week or two ago, Jeff came back. From from yes. this week or two ago, yes. Why put them in a multi man right away? Why not develop them a little bit on their own with either you know you could do it with private party butcher and blade. You can do it with a, whatever team you want, mm-hmm. but give them that solo run. Let them establish a little bit of what they're going to be in AEW and the. Maybe that maybe they didn't show beforehand with, you know, their WWE run or anything and let them kind of build that rapport a little bit. And then maybe if you want to have it a little bit further down the line, the multi-man go for it. But it, it, it was, so my, my, my thing to that is that everyone knows if you're a wrestling fan, everyone knows the Hardy boys, they don't need, they don't need development. You, you know them. You know them, and you love them. Or if you're... I guess development or, is a bad way to put it, but familiarity. Yeah. Let them and, set that division, get something going. Maybe have them beat Private Party or something, and then have that match. Yeah, so uh, I, I understand what you're saying, but knowing the pop that... They've seen the pop that came up when Jeff Hardy dancing at the ramp while Matt Hardy was getting beat up. And they're like, okay, 
we need to keep pulling the trigger on some of the crazy shit that the Hardys can do. Which followed up with two weeks later, the eight-man tornado tag. It makes sense in my eyes. I understand the booking. I just, I just don't see it. Um, Angela, I just don't. I think you need to focus them a little more and not have them work with three other teams at one time. So, yeah. That, that, that whole AFO storyline and staying Darby Allen, Hardy Boys, that 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 storytelling it all makes sense to me. I understand the booking. It's fine. With this match, the booking was also like phenomenal. Up up to the match and um a great start. We're not getting the street profit heel turn. Well, I, I was a conscious of it. And uh, RKO from the top rope. That Riddle did. Phenomenal. Yeah, that was that was really good. And then, uh, so RK Bro retained the title. Um. Then we had, um. We had good old Gable Stevenson come on out, and poor Chad Gable. He had to take the. He had to take it, but it, it was. He had to be the guy to take it. He was trying to get the crowd to shush him, but he just got he got wiped by Gable Stevenson. That is how you bring him out. That's how you bring up a, a hot name like the Olympic gold medal, medalist Gable Stevenson is. Yeah, agreed. And then I don't, don't want to run as I don't want to slander him, but there's things out there's murmurs out there, which I will say too, I have not done personal research into, so I don't know the depth of it, but there is apparently some allegations against him. This is the first time I'm hearing it. For Gable Stevenson. You know, let me look it up because I'm not going to half-ass the... I'm not going to throw something like that out there and just half-ass it. I'm, I'm going to be right behind you. Uh, as we're just doing this, uh, briefly, because this is not much, Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Yeah, that... The... Omos, I'm not going to run him through the mud either, but <laughs> this because this is how I see it. Omos does not know how to wrestle properly, okay? I mean, he knows some moves. He doesn't know pacing at all. He has no pacing. Mm-hmm. He's a little sloppy, and yet he's on WrestleMania. I am not a fan of the New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. I do not care. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't even think Ridge Holland should be doing too much right now. With uh, 
he's he's botched a couple things, but I would have rather had that get the time and cut this Bobby Lashley Omas thing, just because I think Omas needs to take some time and and train. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not big on this match either. I know there are people that are big on Omas, and by the way, uh, wrap back to the Gable Stevenson thing. Um, the only thing I have is that this is like. A, a year old and that there are no uh charges for him so yeah this is the thing that i have is three years ago yeah Stephen was arrested in june with one other person on suspicion of criminal sexual misconduct they were released from jail without being charged the investigation remained open uh but it's been closed so Never mind. Yeah. Lesson to me to do my research before I open my mouth. <laughs> um, so, sit out there and just say that and not look yeah, at Yeah, glad. Yeah. So before any, Nick would have had to be a heel on a yeah. podcast. Uh, we, we, we saved it as uh, we continue to talk a little bit about. The previous match, uh, Bobby Lashley, I think, is going to turn babyface. I could see it. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know what to do with him. What I would do with him, you know. It it's very hard with to be a man as tall and big as Omos to really do much in the ring without being slow. A little bit clunky. It, it's very difficult. Few men can get away with that and do insane things. I'm not a fan of them, but put them with McIntyre for a little bit. Let them shake it up a little. Yeah, that could be a. a that could they're, be. A, they're both big guys that, that can move. Yeah, and. Uh, we know McIntyre is still over with the crowd with even this, the goofy shit that does go on with him and the sword. True. We know people are invested in Drew McIntyre to a point where he can still be considered a main event level star. So, um, We'll go ahead and transition on to the next match, which is a topic of contention, which I know you do not like this match at all. I just know it. Um, Anything goes. Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Now, hold on. Let me say, it was a good match. For a celebrity match and everything, I watched it. It had me at least watching. I wasn't tuned out of it. Mm-hmm. They got outlandish on two parts. <laughs> two parts. One, just because of like what you had to do to execute it just didn't make sense. And that's the foot on the pedestal thing. That was unnecessary. Because it was just... Sammy had to stand there while Knoxville set it up and then used it on him so while you get a machine to kick me in the nuts. Why don't you just kick him in the nuts? <laughs> just do it. More force 
more force, you can do it quicker, and you don't have to set. Oh. So that was the first thing. The second thing, the mousetraps on the table, I get it. It's part of the gimmick of, like, jackass and everything. I get it. That was okay. But when Uh... you mousetrap and hit Sammy, yeah, no, not good. And I did like the run that they had. The run-ins that they had Uh... with the jackass crew was great. Oh my god! Uh, we I man- love this. We man's slam! Oh my god! I would never have expected we man to body slam Sami Zayn. Never in my years, ever. That was amazing. Yeah, other than I, I cannot. Things- it was a good match. That kind of... I seen this match, I'm like, oh, Nick's going to hate this because it's, it's going to be like... It's, it's just going to be a big old giant of random shit. But I love this match. I love Jackass and it's heyday. And the whole thing with the, the thing to get the shot to the, in the nuts had me laughing because it reminds me of Jackass when they, ever they had like any of the boxing glove uh, traps that go off and hit somebody in like the nuts or something the giant hand was funny I will say that, that this was, match but, yeah this match was was great for the goofy shit you can get away with in wrestling and I would say this is probably Sami Zayn is the perfect guy for it too. I wish no one else could have. No one else could have took Sami Zayn's spot. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. He's the guy for it, but I wish they wouldn't have chumped him out on it. I I think Sami had fun with this one. Not gonna lie. He probably <clears throat> he probably did, but. Following that, following previous gripes with the multi-man or women tag matches, the fatal four-way tag match for the women's tag Here's another multi-tag match. Yep. We don't need it. So, if if I'm to say we could have cut Natalia and Shayna Baszler from this match, because I love Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley. I am overly biased on those two. And after this match, it sold me on them as a as a tag team. Controversial. You could have even cut them out of it. Ooh, yeah, that's definitely controversial. Sasha and Naomi, Carmella Zelina. I think that would have been good. They won the yeah. title anyway. I mean, they won the title anyway, and I understand why you would say that. Um, I was, I was definitely rooting for Liv and, and Rhea. I, I love, I like Sasha. I like Naomi. I didn't like Carm. I don't like Carmella as a character. 
I don't like the character. The whole mask thing still doesn't make any sense. Um, I like Zelina. Um, well, I, I'm happy that the title changed, and I'm a hope that the women's tag division gets something out of this. Well, it shortchanges it, too, because... If you just had the two teams and then, like, say, Liv and Rhea wanted to go against Sasha and Naomi for the women's tag titles, that's another pay-per-view match. And to be honest with you, Liv and Rhea should not be a team. They shouldn't be. They should be on their own. Liv should be doing her own because she's very talented. Very talented. Rhea should be a main event star. Both women should be main event stars. We know Sasha is a main event star. Shayna should be pushed to some potential, but isn't. Yes, but isn't. I don't know what what the hell is going on in the creative room for that. None at all. Natalia should be giving back or managing at this point. Natalia is... She doesn't need really anything else because um, she's done her time. She's gotten a few women's titles. She's pivotal. She is a, an important member of the roster. Her name does mean something. Um, not, yeah, not to undermine what she's done or anything, but what else is she going to do? Um, we have all this other potential in doing upcomers. Her around with somebody, it could have been someone other than Shayna to develop them. Hell, I would even argue you could have even still had Natalia feud with Aaliyah or whatever just to develop Aaliyah without the garbage uh, booking, storytelling. Yeah, Aaliyah, there's another one. Where's she been? Yeah. Or you can have Natalia versus Shotzi or something. Another another feud that you know Sasha and Shotzi. That that's a that's a main event level um, rivalry right there. That's main event level feud. Agreed. Uh, I just this did showcase the potential of the women's division and. What, there's there's a, a lot of uh, I say a lot, but there's at the very least four or five, some can argue six main event level stars in this women's tag uh, fatal four way match. Some of which we mentioned, some of which that people uh, are huge fans of. Yeah, the other one I just I I couldn't. I, I zoned out. One of the babyface teams did have to win, and Sasha and Naomi winning. I mean, Sasha's now a three-time women's tag champion. Just do something with the damn title. Hey, you could, When Bailey comes back, you could have her say, oh, you switched up partners on me. I'm going to switch up partners on you and grab and Shotzi. There you go. Sure. We just you you can, you can do the easy thing. Bailey, Shotzi, Sasha, Naomi. 
Easy. It, it writes itself. Have it be rough starts and Bailey and Shotzi haven't worked together before. And that, you know, you have Naomi and Sasha win for a little while. Maybe they, yeah. Sasha, or Sasha, maybe Bailey and Shotzi go off for a little bit and kind of hone their chemistry and everything. And then there you go. Come back and maybe win the titles from them. Yeah. Um, I, I have nothing more to say. Um, just move on. Uh, we have, I would say this is a sleeper match on the card. AJ Styles versus Edge. Like, overall card, this is a sleeper match. It should have been absolutely just next level with the two people that are in it, but there was an interesting development from this match. There were rumors put out that Edge is going to be the head of a new stable, and that entrance definitely was foreshadowing towards the end. And it was still a great match on its face. And um, with a little bit of a screwy finish, you know, was interference, um, the, the match did its job, and it definitely lived up to some potential. Um, though I will say, I was not expecting Damian Priest to be aligned with Edge, and I'm happy for it because I'm I like Damian Priest, and I like it, Edge. Shit, right now it's looking like a, a um, Brood two point. Well, next generation Brood. Yeah, that's what people do compare to, and I mean the comparisons are there. It is quite yeah, they, similar without uh, Gangrel. Yeah, I'd, and the whole vampire shtick. If they were to go for a third man, who would you put in there? I was going to ask the same thing, and I'm thinking, I, I, this is a popular pick, but I'm thinking it's Tommaso Ciampa. Hold on. Let me pull it up. <laughs> Can't answer this without looking. Because I'm, I'm going to think of somebody later and be like, man, I wish I would have said them. No, that's funny. I'm he- the first thing you see is Roman Reigns, but he's on there twice. Universal champion, <laughs> champion. So they have him on there twice. That's kind of funny. That is funny. Supposed to, quote unquote, unify the titles, which honestly, I hope they, they get rid of the universal title. Really do. Yeah, I, I hope they just have one championship. One main event championship and one upper middle card championship. Or at least like a secondary main event one. Kind of like what the World Heavyweight Championship was. Why couldn't we just go to something something similar to the World Heavyweight Championship? The title looked good. Iconic. It, everyone understands what a World Heavyweight Championship is. And when Man. you think of... I got to say, if if there was, if it was a different gimmick or if they changed him in some way, I'd put Apollo in there. 
you know Apollo, I can see potential with Apollo because he is a slept-on member of the roster. He is talented. I'm just making sure that's my final pick. Yeah, I, I, I'm sticking with Tommaso Ciampa. Like, it makes sense. And it definitely puts some insurance on him because we know Triple H is big on him and plenty of other Triple H's, not necessarily proteges, not projects either. Not What's the word I'm looking for? It's like similar but doesn't mean the same thing. Superstars that Triple H was big on, Ember Moon, Prospect. Alistair Bo- Yeah, Prospects. Ember Moon, um, Alistair, now Malachi Black. Um, who else moved up to the main roster that he was big on? Um, trying to think, trying to think. Those are like the biggest ones that come to my mind. Finn Bauer, yep. How could I forget that one? I'm sorry. Not to interrupt you, but is there really a man named Primate? There is a wrestler named Primate. Like an ape. What? Yeah, Primate. Oh, my Lord. It's NXT UK. Yeah, NXT UK. Um... Is one half of NXT UK's The Hunt. Primate is an out of control menace to any and all who get in his way. That's almost I don't watch NXT. That's almost as stupid as Cheeseburger. I don't watch NXT UK. I know that there are some amazing things that do happen there. Um, Like Primate? What was it? Was it Devlin as from NXT UK? Yeah, Jordan Devlin is one that has got my eye. Piper Piper Niven was another one. Yeah, there's another one. We 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 caught we talked about KB Ray. Um, Mustache Mountain's good. They're still there. Yep. Ilya Dragunov. That's another one. Yep. Walter. Tony Storm. Imperium, Tony Storm. The name, the, the list goes on. There's a lot of top talent that are yeah. in NXT UK. I just, I just don't, I can't force myself to watch it. I don't know why. You know what? Screw this list. I have my answer. All right. What's your answer? Get Apollo out of there because Veer is coming. Oh my God. Dude, if he showed up as part of Edge's group, man, I'm buying a shirt. <laughs> Does Veer have... We're not Veer even... is showing up on Monday, today. Veer is showing up on Raw. I'm debuting. Not go to class. I'm just going to sit here and wait for him. <laughs> We're not even talking Mania anymore. I'm checking the WWE shop to see if he has anything. He doesn't. Uh, uh... I want a shirt. It, it should be just a shirt that says Veer is coming. I just, I oh, want you, a, That's all I it want. It sells it. It sells itself. 
It does. I want to buy it and I don't want them to ship it for nine months. I want them to tell me the shirt is coming, but it doesn't ship for like nine months. Cause then it fits with his whole narrative. Mm-hmm. Tell me the well, shirt is coming. Don't tell me when, but maybe. Yeah, don't maybe. T- <laughs> yeah. Hold it off for like four months and then debut the shirt. Four months. <laughs> you mean like a quarter of what he's made us wait for yeah yeah um then we had going back to mania because we've we've gone off topic um new day versus sheamus and ridge holland we we both know this this match didn't live up to anything it lasted all of a minute and I mean, I mean, it. Kofi and Xavier like pu- putting uh, the sides of um, to pay homage to to Big E was nice. It just, so huh. much more. And why did Pete Dunn? Why is he just all over everybody looking like an idiot? And why are they holding him back like he's a troublesome kid? Like, why? This was the bruiser weight. This was a guy that you couldn't, you really couldn't beat. I mean, you could beat him, but. This was the the man who would, like, pull pull your fingers back and. Do some joint manipulation. A very unique style of wrestling. And I don't know. Match didn't live up to anything. Even my expectations were low, but what the fuck? Essentially, what that came out to. Mm hmm. I. Not gonna bash on anybody, but I again paying homage to Big E while he's injured was a nice was very nice. I just wish that there was something more that could have came out of this match or the feud. Yeah, something. Uh, now this match I did say before that don't underestimate Pat McAfee because he can work in the ring. Mm-hmm. His match with Adam Cole on NXT was open what well, open my eyes to how this man can work. And he did do just that. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Yeah, it was that was a pretty good match overall. Yep. It's a very good match. And when he did the same spot where he did the backflip off the top rope after being shoved off by Austin Theory just to jump back up onto the top rope and superplex Austin Theory for the win. I, 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 that was insane. And that's not the first time he's done a spot like that either. He did the same thing in NXT. Difference being is that Pat McAfee didn't win the match in NXT. Adam Cole went over, which was the right move for that feud. And both, both 
Pat McAfee and Austin Theory, I would say, have won in this match overall. Though I will – things got goofy after this. Yeah. Then, then, Vince got in. They had a Vince got, got in. Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon. I have two things with this. One, I asked my <laughs> like nothing about wrestling. I'm like, how old do you think that guy is? It's like, I don't know, 55. Like, no, he's like 78. He's in his <laughs> 70s. He's like, no shit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You you knew that really nothing was gonna come out of that Pat Max being Vince McMahon thing. And then this was before the football even or this was before he really did anything with the football. My roommate, my other roommate, the one that watches sometimes with me, he's like, watch, he just like punts it in his face. And then that's when he <laughs> punted it in his face. We should have been on DraftKings because I called it with Logan Paul wearing a Pokemon card to the ring. He called it with the football. We yeah. Have- yeah. Um, so... Vince McMahon got the win, and you knew. You knew that this was just to set up another thing for the crowd with Stone Cold coming in and giving Vince McMahon the stunner, even though it looked god-awful. But Vince that, is old. But That was the other thing. We were sitting here, and Pat, my other roommate's like, I wonder how badly he's going to sell this stunner. And then he couldn't even get the stunner because he just, as soon as the boot went to his stomach, he just like collapsed. <laughs> like, you can't even put the move on him. Yeah. He just yeah. like, he broke him. <laughs> and um, th- th- that was the ugliest stunner of all time. And, Oh, bar none. We we know how old Vince is. You literally said it. This man is in his seventies, and so I can't I can't fault anything on him. That was just for pure nostalgia. Easy, easy, easy way to get the crowd going. And Pat McAfee was celebrating with Stone Cold, and you knew this was coming. If you know Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know what was going to happen. As as they went and uh, Pat McAfee went to go uh, do the classic two beers and just started slamming it, Stone Cold gave him a stunner. And Pat McAfee sold that brilliantly. Oh, my God. So did Theory. Yes. Pat McAfee, when he... He went and spewed out so much beer while before falling backwards was amazing. And I'm glad the cameraman also caught him like still drinking beer. That was hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Oh, if this were. This would have ended on a high, but sadly, now it's we have to talk about the unification of the WWE 
and the universal title with Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for what the fourth time? This reeked of a Goldberg match, just finishers everywhere. That was all they did. That was all they did. Yeah. And I don't know what the theme is of like spearing people in the back. Well, what I don't understand that. I thought the whole point is, is that you're supposed to like kind of knock knock them out, knock the winds out of out of them by literally diving, tackling them shoulders into the gut, but whatever. Yeah. And this, Roman Reigns winning was the right call, but what sort of, you are hyping, this this match had the most perfect buildup just to fall flat on his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was no run-ins or anything. It's just, it just ended. It, it ended, and th- this this isn't not this isn't a definition of a squash match in any way, shape, or form because both men were like just throwing finishers left and right beating the piss out of each other but it just after after a spear that just after he got an F5 just when once the three hit you're like that was it I wanted more what the hell I didn't even want more. I just wanted something different to happen, and it never did. Like, I could have lived with, like, someone going through the announce table or breaking more of the barricades. Because this isn't a no-disqualification match. They can't just pull out weapons out of nowhere. This was a traditional, like, pinfall submission to gain a title. So they could have done something crazy on that end. Um, some outside the ring sh- like spots with either barricades or the ring posts. Just to throw things out there. But we didn't get that. Yeah, it, I don't know. That don't was know. the unfortunate end. Yeah. Overall, though, I'm shit. But overall, though, WrestleMania 38 was fantastic. Yeah, overall, I give it probably about an eight. Yeah, I would, I would give it. Um, ah, I would say an eight is safe because I want to give it like a nine. It's not perfect, but it it doesn't feel deserving of a nine even though my nostalgia strings were pulled, like, they were reeled so freaking hard. I think 8 might even be a little generous. Really? Yeah, I don't I don't think it's a 7, but I don't, I don't know that it's an 8 either. I think it's in between. 
because I mean you have your filler matches and you you threw them on night two, which honestly that you could have put one on night one and the other on night two, and I honestly think the it would have went to a better overall. Or um, everyone would have. Uh, how else do I say? It? Like, you could have literally had Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory be the final match, and that can't change my mind. That would have made WrestleMania 38 feel a lot better with a better finish for for the crowd to go home to. But having like such an anticlimactic main event, no one goes home like, yeah, that, that that was like amazing, that was spectacular, or as they're selling in a tagline, the most stupendous of all time. I think having both championship matches, both women's championship matches on night one was a mistake. I think you should have moved one of them. Yeah, I'm with you on that front. Swap it with something. Swap it with Theory and McAfee. Well, no, not that one. No, because you would have made night one super stacked. Because of the chaos, Ed- I wouldn't have done that. Put, um, shit, Edge and AJ. Put that on that, yeah. Swap it for, you could, it, it doesn't matter which one, just one of the title matches. I would Something. say, I would say move over to Raw Women's title. Because the storyline into that one and the way the match went was perfect. Cannot argue that to me at all. I will stand on this hill. It was perfect. And having out a night one on an all stacked card, more stacked. So if you move that, you take, you take away some of the power while night one still had like so much amazing stuff on the card. Yeah, I can and see that. even even Edge and AJ was a good match. That card. You could have had that there and night one would not have lost anything. Night two would have been in theory gained another high. And so that's my take, but overall, WrestleMania 38, great, fantastic. I wish let's let's go to the finisher topic because I want to go back to that. Why can't some finishers mean something? I think we're out of the era of finishers. I don't think finishers are really what they were. Back then, you hit it. It's like, okay, that's the signal. It's done. Now, it's more like your signature on your art. So, I mean, Lesnar has suplexes and F5s. Roman has uh, the Superman punch and the spear. AJ has a phenomenal forearm. He hasn't done it in a while, but the Styles Clash. And which the Styles Clash on Edge, I'm saying this now. Great. That was fantastic. Yeah, I, even um, Seth and Cody had a couple of matches that just, or a couple of moves that would have been a finisher beforehand, but now 
not so much. It's just signatures. So I think you hit your moves that but it's not a finish anymore. I think where it goes wrong is in something like the case of Roman and Brock, where that's all you do, or Goldberg. That's all you do is spear and jackhammer. If that's the only thing you do, your opponent should have no problem coming up with a solution. Yeah. Uh, I I just think that um, like finisher what it is. You can have people kick out on a near fall such as with the but even Seth, like there are near falls with the crossroads and a couple close moments of the pedigree and we had the end of day kicked out for the first time ever on a very we had finishers that meant something granted Cody had to hit it crossroad three times that's nothing to scoff at when you look at Seth Rollins who is a man who is a future hall of famer yeah, I I just don't think finishers with, are with what... Like, a uh, phenomenal forearm and uh, the Styles Clash. Styles Clash may not be as protected as it used to be in his heyday, but, um, like, that still has some level of... Um, it, it still has a level of power because when a Styles Clash pull out, I was like, oh, this could be a finish. Or the Phenomenal Forearm could be a finish. Edge, you know, he's the man that made the spear look even more good when he, like, early, mid-2000s before he had to retire due to a neck injury. He made the spear amazing and he there was a clause on one of his matches I remember this where he could not use the spear at all he could not use his patent finisher that's how important that move was that's how important finishers were and match and still won that match without the spear You look at a lot of finishers now, I mean, a lot of them should not finish your opponent off. If if you think about it in terms of reality. I mean, something like... Bailey to belly. I love Bailey, but a belly to belly is a finisher. Yeah, simple stuff like that shouldn't really be... Like, oh, you hit that one move, that's it. Yeah, you can never do a belly-to-belly unless I'm about to end it. And if you see someone else do a belly-to-belly, it's like, okay, well, what what the fuck? Finisher. Moves that stand out. Agreed. No No one was using a super kick as much w- until Shawn Michaels retired. 
because he had the best super kick. He made them. He even he didn't like the super kick. Fun fact: he didn't like it, and he would in house shows he wouldn't do sweet chin music. And then it took a lot of talk backstage, like, "Hey, people love the sweet chin music. That that should be your finisher." Super kick would not be as iconic if Shawn Michaels just one and done super kick. I think, I mean, I'm big on a super kick. I've said this before. I think that move is, can be very flashy, but it it's overused. And I will, that move can still be a finisher just because of how slick it looks. And if you, it's used not as often. Yeah. And the whole idea of a finisher, I guess, is kind of, I don't want to necessarily say it logical, but when you take it to such the extreme that once you hit it, boom, you're going to win. I don't like that because it's, it's not reality. Why not yeah. hit it? That? Why not hit the sweet chin music right off the bat? Pin them. There you go. You're not getting paid. by yeah. the hour. You're getting paid by the match. I mean, logically, I understand what you're saying. Yes. And the idea of a finisher, as you said, is is weird. Because you could just, like, if, if you want to take it from a real standpoint, it's like, oh, yeah, let me just kick you in the face and it's over. So the working someone down to hit the finisher is always something that I think should be protected, be overused. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like finishers that are submissions are clear as day finishers because you have to work someone down for that move to be effective. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, finishers I, I, are. It's a submission. That are, That's different. For yeah, finishers that are strikes are where things are strange. And where it's like, why don't you just like some of my favorite finishers are strikes. Like I love um I love the spear. I love the super kick. I love sweet chin music. I'll be specific on that one because everyone in their um does super kicks nowadays. And uh black mass. Those my favorite finishers, and those are strikes in some way or form. And yeah, they, if, you, don't, if you could just do it out of nowhere, you could just curtains close, we're done. Yeah, agreed. Top rope finishers, you have to work someone down to hit those. As I also love the swan bomb for obvious reasons yeah those that's a little more realistic that I can get behind I'm sure it 
So strikes are strange because you can't do that move until it's like, all right, I'm ending it. That are like grapples, top rope, springboards, so on and so forth, submissions, or even something. The RKO is the example. An RKO, like Randy Orton does it out of nowhere, and that's his thing. That's what everyone knows him for. Because he off guard to hit the RKO. Which is more practical when you work him down. That makes sense. Yeah, it just has to be executed, right? It has to be done properly, and it has to make sense for a finisher. And they lose power when they're overdone. That's really the biggest takeaway. You can't have a spot after spot match all finishers, then you lose the what's the point? I think I've rambled on my piece and I've really I'm gonna be going in circles. I just continued with the topic. Yeah, same here. All reality and I have nothing more to say other than like I'm fucking uh, a great WrestleMania. You, you've shown to me that you can do some good booking from a longtime fan. Yeah, agreed. To me, why I love wrestling, why I grew up loving wrestling, and I love this art form, this entertainment as as it is. And WrestleMania is a great experience to celebrate. I just hope that you can follow up on it and do something good. Hopefully. But he's coming and we shall find out if he shows up. Truly. Today. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But that's all I got to say. Yeah, same here. Well, um, to our listeners, if you've made it this far, I applaud you. We've had a lot to talk about for just two shows covering three nights. Well, technically, no, no, it was three nights. Yep. Three very big nights. That, that we have a lot to go over, a lot of important discussions. And I, I do wish Gabe was here to talk on, on WrestleMania because I'm curious on his uh, inputs. Yeah, I think we're pretty much in the same, pretty much in the same boat. Yeah. But, well, anyways, All for right. Wednesday, we will be going over mostly random news from the past two weeks uh, and AEW results. 
we might skim over some Ron SmackDown. It, it would have to be something that wasn't resolved this past weekend. Yeah. yeah. The top. Yeah. I'll point out one thing um, for that we'll cover more in depth. Uh, is, uh, the Intercontinental title was defended on SmackDown. Yes. We'll, we'll talk more about that in two days. Yep. So thank you guys for listening, and we will see you in two days. See you later.